0: I'm so excited about tonight. This is week seven in the series, The Importance of Your Words. It's, it's as if I just stepped into a, just a, a deeper place with this. The importance of this message, this series, I can't begin to tell you how this is bursting in my heart. So we've been talking the last few weeks about the language of faith. If you listen to these messages, we have gone through a lot of scripture. And we're, we're not even... I mean, well, we are scratching the surface. We're going pretty deep in this. But tonight, I want to really focus on the significance of your speech. The significance of your words. The, in the Bible, it uses the word despise. And you know, as we, as we live in our culture... If you despise something, it's just like you just very much are against it and all this stuff. But Bible, the, the word despise in the Bible, it literally means to not appreciate, to make light of, to make little of. And so many Christians, now I don't know, I'm not talking in other circles, but in our circles where we're hearing the word of God... We hear these scriptures about our speech, but I really, I'm I'm believing God tonight for utterance. I'm believing God for revelation, knowledge from the Holy Spirit, for Him to bring revelation and utterance and just just the deepening of the significance of your words. You you can't, you know, if, if you look at the subject of confession, some people go tilt. You know I'm very grateful I kind of live in a world Where people that listen They uh, They love These messages I very rarely ever get somebody Just blasting me But however It's interesting the, The most The most blasting I've ever gotten have come from Other ministers That kind of Make fun of the whole confession thing. You know, oh, you know, you're one of those name it, claim it people. You're one of those, you know, blab it and grab it. Confess it and possess it. You're one of those Haganites. But, you know, Brother Hagan didn't write this stuff. I, I'm not a Haganite. I thank God for Brother Hagan, but I'm, I'm one of those Jesusites, right? And, and you know, yes confession is so important there is a connection to what you say and what you have in your life so I want to talk about that because you know we will we will say some things and then in our circles we'll be like oh yeah 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 I know you know but but we really need to know so tonight as we start going through some scriptures I want you to, and I would encourage you, go back and outline this message. Go back and take notes. You know, it's so cool. You could shut me up on your phone or on, you know, and take notes and all this stuff and really get this down on the inside of you. You'll see all of the scriptures that we go through. And I want you to always be thinking of two questions. Do, do I really believe what this is saying, what God is saying? Do I really believe that whatever I say, He will allow in my life? In Numbers, we went through that. Do I really believe, Mark chapter 11, that I'll have what I say? Do I really believe, Proverbs 18, verse 20, 21, right? That life and death is in the power of my tongue, that my tongue hands me things, that my tongue is my steering wheel. Do I really believe that? And then the second question is, am I doing it? Right? That's the second question. Am I living this? Unless the word is alive in your heart, you're not going to be able to live it. And so that's the goal, and that's why we're all here. You know, I could, I could tell you guys all came hungry tonight, and... Uh, it's, it's so important. When you come to church, when you listen online, like tonight, we must always be believing God for revelation and for utterance. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. We are completely dependent upon him. Our part is to have ears to hear and to believe God for utterance to come forth, to believe God for revelation knowledge. There's a tendency. These are a couple things that the Lord spoke to me today about. There's a tendency that we all have. We have to guard against this. There's a tendency to think that you know something just because you've heard it a lot. And this is this is huge, but realize there's always more revelation. There's always more light. As you peer into the word of God, you go deeper into it. And and it it becomes alive in you. It's not just what you've heard. It's not just what you know. It is what you're living. It's what you're doing. Right? It's what you're practicing. That's everything. Everything. We don't want to be faith, family, church, this group of believers that walks in victory in theory. No, no, we want to experience the victory, right? That's what God wants for all of us. And and we understand, we get this together, we're all a work in progress. So, So let's jump into it. So having said that, let's go to Mark chapter 11. This is a scripture that we've talked about before. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 And we're going to talk about this some more tonight. We're going to break it down a little bit more. And I want you to ask yourself the question, do I believe this? And am I living it? Am I practicing this? Am I doing this? Right? So let's look at this. Now, you know the story. Jesus curses a fig tree. About 24 hours later, they're walking by this tree Peter goes, Lord, this fig tree that you cursed is withered away. And then Jesus turns to not just Peter, but to all of them, and he answers all of them because they were all thinking the same thing. And Jesus says this He says, Have faith in God. Now, this could be translated, as I've said every time, and I'll keep saying it this way it could be translated in the Greek, have faith in God. It could be just as accurately translated, have the God kind of faith. So in other words, Jesus, the Son of God, is telling you and I how to have the same faith that God has. Wow. Do you know faith has never changed? Right? Faith has never changed from Genesis to now. There's, I mean, we have the same faith operates the same in tony finley in 2021 as it did in joshua back when he lived in abraham back when he lived in jesus all all of this it never changes now our covenant has changed the new covenant is better it's based on it's better than the old covenant and it's based on better promises but as far as faith it hasn't changed so he's saying have the faith of god have the God kind of faith or have faith in God. You could translate them all three ways. And then the next two verses, he's going to explain the most concise teaching on the operation of the faith of God. It literally tells you how God did everything, how faith works. Okay? So verse 23, look at that. Verses Actually, as we look at this, verses 23 and 24 are how you apply verse 22. Have you ever noticed in the Word of God, every time God tells you something, He always tells you how to apply it. Because it's not just the person listening. It's not just the person grasping it. You've got to do it in order for it to work for you. Amen? The Bible says it this way, we are to walk by faith, we're to live by faith. So verse verse 23 is is so big as we get into this. Hallelujah. We're to live by faith, we're to walk by faith. And this is going to tell us how to do it. Now, now before we get into this, 1 John 5-4 is kind of a big scripture, isn't it? It tells us the victory that overcomes the world system, right? It tells us that whosoever is born of God overcomes the world system. And then it goes on and it says, and this is the victory that overcomes the world system, even our faith. So this is going to tell us how to, how to literally walk in the faith of God to overcome everything you'll face in the world system. There's not ever to be anything in the world system that that sets you back and stops you. That's great news. Right? There's sickness and disease in the world system. But it's never, never to be the final verdict for a child of God. Poverty and lack, it's not to be the final verdict. Right? Right now, depression, anxiety, suicide, all these things... It's amazing what's going on in people's lives right now. The enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. But now we're being told, it says it right here in 1 John 5, 4, this is the victory that overcomes the world system, and it's our faith. So we must know how to operate in faith. This is huge. In other words, we apply verse 22. How do we do that? How do we apply it? We're going to see that we apply verse 22... Or we have the faith of God by doing what? Believing his word in our heart and speaking his word out of our mouth. In other words, I speak out of my mouth only what he says that I see in my heart. That's, that's the way I live. I'm never to speak circumstances. In the book of Colossians, it says literally, it tells us, set your complete affection, everything on things above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Don't set your mind and all its affections to things on this earth at all. It's interesting. Now we have to look, I mean, obviously if you're driving, you want to look naturally, but you don't set your mind on anything. Your mind has always stayed on him. Hallelujah. So let's look at this. Verse 23, For verily I say unto you. So now Jesus is saying this. And when you see the word verily, this is very strong in the Greek. He's saying, now guys, most assuredly I'm saying this to you. In other words, there is no possible way. There's no 99.9% of the time, if you do this, this will happen. No, this is every time it always works. This is not a fact. It's way beyond fact. It's truth. Right? It says, for verily I say, to you, I say unto you, whosoever, so in other words, the God kind of faith, the faith of God, the faith that God has is for whosoever. Isn't that amazing? The God of heaven is saying, hey, this is for whosoever. Right? Now, what we're seeing here in this verse, this verse is not talking about prayer. This is talking about how you and I deal with every unfruitful thing that comes in our way. Right? It says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. Look at this. Now, here's a big kicker and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he will have, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Notice how many times he's talking about saying. It's a three to one ratio between say and believe. The saying or, or operating in the God kind of faith is going to be very much dependent on what you say. Okay? Whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, doesn't doubt in his heart, but now here's a big thing, but believes that those things which God says will come to pass. Does it say that? No. It says believe those things which he says. In other words, you have to believe what you say. Now, what is confession? We've spent six weeks. What are we to say? Hebrews 10, 23. We are to hold fast to the confession of our faith without wavering. In other words, what is confession? Homo logeo, right? The Greek word that everybody in our church knows. It means to say the same thing. We are to say the same thing God says. We learn from Ephesians when we say What God says when we believe it in our heart and speak it the immeasurable the Surpassing the unlimited power of God is literally behind us and towards us That's amazing So look at this This is not talking about prayer We always need to distinguish when we look at this The difference between praying and saying Okay if you say a thing, you don't have to pray about it. Okay? So, this is talking about what you're saying. You'll say to this mountain, we must stand up, use the authority in the name of Jesus that we've been given, and speak to the mountain. That's what we do. This is talking about us speaking against a problem. We're speaking against something that's coming against us. Jesus is teaching us how to deal with anything that could possibly produce lack in our lives. you got to speak to it. Lack, you get out of my life. Mountain, you have to move. Right? Jesus is teaching us how to deal with everything. Unfruitful situation, every unfruitful circumstance in our life. But this whole passage, everything is talking about the significance of our words. It says here at the end, what things soever you desire, or it, that's the next verse. When you say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe that those things which you just said will come to pass. The Bible says you will have what you say. Think about that. I love there's a story that, uh, well, I've heard so many stories. There's one story one of my teachers at Rama talks about. Uh, and he was dealing with a man in healing school. And, or not, I I don't know if it was healing school or if it was just a meeting down at Ramah. And, uh, his his name's Keith Moore. You got, a lot of you guys probably know who that is. And, uh, guy came up to him and man, he's just going, you know, I just need help. Uh, I, I want to quit smoking and I just can't seem to quit. I just can't seem to quit. And he just kept, you know, and I mean, he just, I mean, within a two minute conversation, he just said, I just can't quit like 20 times. And so Keith ministered to him, and he's like, he goes, okay, he goes, well, this is what we're going to do. Every time you go buy a pack of cigarettes, you want to declare that I'm free from smoking. Because he was begging Keith, please don't make me throw my cigarettes away. I've thrown so many cigarettes away, right? Every time you light up a cigarette, you say, Father, I thank you that I'm free from smoking. Every time you take a, you, you suck on that cigarette, right? You take a puff or whatever you guys call it, right? Nobody really smokes, right? You're just the sucker on the end. I've heard that one for years. But, you know, every time you do that, you just say, I'm free from smoking. Now, think about what your mind would say with that. Because you're, you're literally smoking. And your mind's going, No, you're not. But the Bible says you could have whatever you say. Within two weeks, this man all of a sudden lit up a cigarette, started to put it to his mouth and looked at it and went, wait a minute. I'm free from smoking. What happened? Light came. He realized D- does, does John chapter 8, verse 36 say this? Whoever the Son hath, that's past tense, made free, mm-hmm. is, present tense, free. So if, if, if that scripture is true, is any of us bound in reality? No. No. I'm telling you, Satan's power has been broken over people's lives and all that's left is the residual in their mind and the word of god will bring wholeness to their soulish realm to their mind and when god pulls that plan out all of a sudden you're like wait a minute time out i'm free i'm free from smoking i'm free from gluttony i'm free from whatever right i I, wait a minute i am healed wait sickness you got to get out of my body i'm healed so you got to ask yourself, do you really believe that? I mean, think about it. Because what that tells me, doesn't matter if you're sick, how sick, what, the, what anybody says, you can say to that mountain, be removed. But here's the kicker, you, gotta, you can't doubt it in your heart. So in other words, faith is of the heart. You have to believe it in your heart. So this is interesting. Let's keep going with this a little bit. This is talking about that we must believe our words. This is talking about the effectiveness of what we say. Now when you teach this stuff, I'm telling you, you could see it. People are like, yeah, but I've said this and it hasn't worked for me. And we're going to deal with that. Because because this is what happens to people. They hear a scripture and they're like, man, I've heard that before. I understand that. You believe those things which you say and then you'll have what you say. I understand that. And pastor, I've done that. But they believe it here. In other words, they've mentally assented to it. In other words, they actually don't really even believe it here. They just agree with it. But they've never said it and meditated in it day and night enough to get it in their heart to where light can come and now they really know it. I'm talking about our circles. And so what happens is people have a long history. Well, you know what? I prayed about that and I've spoken things and they haven't come to pass and 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 that'll keep happening in a person's life but here's the thing you know you're going to face the bear and the lion and goliath and you know you're that's just part of being here and the stakes get higher so we need to realize listen i've got to make this a priority in my life the significance of my words remember we said this i believe last week or the week before Meditating in the word of God Is the only thing That will add value to your words If you don't meditate in the word Man, I can't tell you How many Rhema grads I know Well, I'm a Rhema grad It's almost like If I go to Rhema It's automatically downloaded into my spirit Are you kidding me? Come on, it. And you'll see people, man I'm a Rhema grad Oh, pastor, that was so awesome you know, people will come visit from out of state. Oh, th- this was amazing. Yeah, I know. You know, bro, man, I went to Raymond 900 years ago, and, and oh, I just love this teaching. But my life is a disaster. Come on. And I'm not doing anything for God, and I just, and nothing's working. And I look at people like that, and I'm just going, oh. The only reason why you are where you are is because you never realize the significance of your words. And if you if if for some reason you can change that today, you can go on a brand new course. There's always newness for everybody. We must believe what we say. So, now remember you love your pastor. Yes. And 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 guys, we're all in the same boat. Yes. Right? You must believe what you say for this verse to work for you. So that means you can't be a liar and be a person of great faith. Oh, Pastor Dave, man, so good to see you. You know, I've been praying for you a lot lately. Haven't prayed for him ever. Oh my goodness. Right? Have you ever had that happen to you? Now I pray for this guy. You guys know that. But but you know, have you ever Yeah, oh yeah, no. I'll, oh yeah, I'll pray for you. Man, I'm just praying for you all the time. When and you you hear somebody say that and you just are like, yeah, dude, you don't even pray. You're not even praying for you. You're I know you're not praying for me, right? You can't you can't be in great faith like that. Right? You go to somebody's house and they make this dinner and you take a bite of it, and you know, they're a great cook, but it's just not something you like. Right? You, you make the best steamed Brussels sprouts in the world, and you have me over. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sure these are wonderful. I, I just don't, I don't like them. I'm not, I'm not going to say, oh yeah, they're really good. You know why? Because I don't want to die prematurely. Because six years later, if I tell a little, a little lie right there, six years later, when the enemy attacks me in a way to take me out, I got to be able to speak and believe what I'm going to say. See what happens when you don't believe your, your heart won't believe you, right? Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do that. And you don't do it. Satan loves this stuff, right? So you can't be a liar. Here's another thing. You cannot be a person that throws your words around. Ouch. Can't be a person that throws their words around lightly and be a person of faith. It just won't work. Because you won't believe what you're saying. Guys, when the Lord had me write this down, I had to write it down because I'm like, yes, Lord, I'll talk about this tonight. Welcome to my world cuz you know when I start preparing for this man it's 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 here's Jesus going okay Tony you're saying that and you're doing that and the, yes sir adjustment time right but I love you guys and you got to walk by faith because I'd like to tell you everything in the world just going to kind of calm down but it's not but it doesn't matter what the world does. Amen. Come on, it. We're to walk in victory. You're to be safe. Your children are to be at peace and have, have and be taught of the Lord and and all of these things. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it's not supposed to come near you. But you're you're going to have to you're going to have to know. The significance of words. We live on a word planet. Yeah. This whole planet was created by words. Words govern yeah. this whole planet. Why do you think Satan operates the way that he does? It's good you, I mean, look at the fall of Satan. Mm-hmm. He watched God, he was the worship leader in heaven. He watched God declaring things and it all. See, whenever God says something, he's doing something. Whenever you and I are to speak, we're to be doing something. We're releasing a spiritual law that is to change something. And then so Satan goes, oh, I got this figured out. I know the secret. I'm going to say, I'm going to ascend above the mountain of God and above the throne of God. I'm going to be like the most high. The part that Satan missed is that only works if you speak God's word. Because then when God, then it says, and then God said, and good feeling gone with him, right? Right? so we speak his word you can't talk junk all day and then instantly change to believing what you say it doesn't work because your heart will not believe it does that make sense this is this, guys I can't even tell you how important this is this is everything and those that love the word of God are just going, yeah, this is my answer. Because the word is true. If you, if you say to a mountain, if you speak something, if you walk around saying, I am free from depression, right? I'm telling you, see, what we do is we'll go to a professional psychiatrist so that they can give us a name to what we're facing. But my Bible says Jesus made us free. Now, am I saying don't go to a psychiatrist? Go to one, but make sure they're spirit-filled and filled with the Word. But you want to get free from any mental anguish? Walk around. Just start walking around saying, I have soundness of mind. Right? Right? I, Father, I thank you that my spirit is one of power, of love, and of soundness of mind. Every time, if you have anxiety attacks or panic attacks, or you get into fear, Father, I thank you that I don't have a spirit of fear. I fear, no, I fear nothing because you are with me. Just start saying that all day, every day, and see what happens. All of a sudden, you'll be calling us up, man. You'll be coming to church. Wow, I'm, I, I'm fearless. You know, I mean, that's what happens because what happens, it just dawned on your heart and you began to, you saw something about God. You saw something about him and then you got revelation of it. So you see you and then you progress and now you start walking fearless. If we want our words to be powerful and life changing, we must take our words seriously we got to stop talking junk. we got to stop talking junk to one another. we got to stop talking junk about other people. Yeah. But where does all that other people stuff come from? Because we're talking junk about us. See, you play like you practice. So this is why we don't just have faith events. We live by faith. Could you imagine if you really believed that what you said you would have... And you might as well believe it because it's true. Talk to the person who grew up where their parents constantly in anger spoke to them and said, You're stupid. You never do anything right. And they did that when they were little. And then they wondered why they struggled in school when they were teenagers and why they were rebellious. Well, wait time out. You, You did that. You spoke that over them. That'll change your parenting. Is there anybody else's toes I can't step on, right? We better move on here. This is good. I could tell you guys love it. We must be more selective on what we say and what we pray in order to be effective. We have to do it. It hurts your ability to get in faith, And to operate in faith, when you say things and you pray things that don't come to pass, it it keeps you from from having an ability to get in faith. I'm going to say this again: it hurts your ability to get in faith and operate in faith when you say things or pray things that don't come to pass. Now we're hitting home on where most people are. You get to a place where you never expect your words or your prayers to come to pass. Many times you'll have to meditate and ponder the word of God for a period of time until it gets so big in you and then you speak it or then you pray it. Don't be afraid. If you get in a situation, don't just jump in the prayer. Don't just, you know, oh, okay, I know three scriptures. Let me just start speaking to this mountain. No, 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 no. Just relax. And start meditating in the word of God. Start rolling it over. Right? If you're in a situation and it looks like you're going backwards, Father, I thank you that you always cause me to triumph. You always give me the victory in Christ. Right? I am strong in you. You close doors that no man could open. You open doors that no man can shut. You are with me. You're the author of my faith. You're the finisher of my faith. You're going to satisfy me with a long life. And you keep meditating on that stuff. And then all of a sudden, now you rise up out of your spirit. See, most, most word of faith believers do not know how to speak out of their spirit. They think they are. But they're just speaking out of their mind. Because I've heard this for so long. And, and you have to slow down a little bit. Because if you come here long enough, you could quote some scriptures. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you know them. That's right. You could even agree with them and understand them in your mind. doesn't mean they're, you're got, walking in revelation in your heart. I'm hoping this is going to cause some dots to come together for you. Just relax. You've already won. The de- well, there's a deadline. No, 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 no. No, there's really no deadline. No, you just, you just get, get with the Lord and remember it's all this. Everything flows from a relationship with him. You're not getting him to give you something. He's already given it to you. It's a matter of you just laying hold of it just receiving it. If I'm going to give Jeanette a gift, so I'm going to give her a gift, all she has to do is just take it. But see, she won't do that if she doesn't really believe I'm giving her something or have already given it to her. She won't pick it up. Right? So that's why we have to get to know him. I know this is very practical tonight. The Lord was really wanting me to get super practical because our words are so important. There's pastors. See, see there's pastors that get, they get in trouble and instead of, instead of pressing forward, they crumble because there's really nothing in them. The world system is going to press you. And whatever's in you is going to come out. So take the time to make sure you have everything you need in you. And the Holy Spirit is there to help you. Right? Many times we have to meditate and ponder God's word in our heart for days before we speak or pray. This will add value to your words. This will cause you to never back off from your sayings or from your prayings. When the word becomes alive in your heart, you will speak about it all the time. You'll hunger after it. You'll want to hear it more. Man, we have people in this church, if I said, okay, for the next 52 weeks, I'm going to teach on Mark 11, 22 through 24. They'd be here every time. Because they're hungry. So what happens when you do this is things will start coming to pass in your life answered prayer mountains will start moving and this will encourage you and this is the thing you will start to develop faith this is how you develop your faith you develop your faith in God's word and your word it's it's two edges of the same sword see it's not enough well you know I just know God's word is truth well, you, you agree, but, but I leave church on Wednesday night and I don't read my Bible until Saturday, maybe Sunday. No, that's, that's not going to help you at all. It's like, a, it's like an everyday deal, right? So this is important. So verse 24, Mark eleven twenty four. 24, therefore, still talking about the same thing, but now he's talking about prayer. The operation of faith in regards to prayer. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. When do you believe you receive them? When you pray. And then you'll have them. When you pray about something, your future speech must be in agreement with what you prayed whenever you pray something all future pre, all all your future saying or speech must be in line with what you prayed why because if it's not you will undo your prayer with your mouth god spoke to brother hagen about about somebody he was ministering to and and that's what Brother Hagin said they're undoing their prayer with their mouth. And he was able to help them. They made that little adjustment. So when you pray, after that, do you ever notice when you believe you receive something, sometimes things start happening in your life, circumstances and things. Sometimes it starts looking worse. And everything about it is trying to get you to say, man, this is just not working out. Maybe I need to go pray again. Do you know how you get away from all that? Knowing that it's written. The light of his word, the light of his word will go off in your heart and go, wait, time out. I've been redeemed from sickness and disease. No, 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 no. Father, I believe I receive. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Sickness, you got to go. I'm not moved by this, right? That's When you have revelation, it changes everything. Your sayings must be consistent with your praying. What does Psalm 107 verse 2 say? Psalm 107.2 is powerful. It says, let the redeemed say so. Right? The first half of that verse, I love that. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's not enough for you to just walk through life going, yep, I read three years ago that I was redeemed. No, you need to say it. So now let's jump back to another scripture we've gone through before. Want to go a little deeper in it. So now let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in verse 13. We're talking about the significance of our words. So it says here, 2 Corinthians 4 13, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. In other words, faith believes in the heart and speaks the word of God out of his or her mouth. You can tell if you believe God's word in your heart or if you're just mentally agreeing with God's word in your mind. How can you tell? You can completely tell. This is how you can tell. Are you excited about it? Because if you're just agreeing with it, you go, oh, yeah. Right? Sometimes when I minister to people, it's hard to even get a word in edgewise. Well, brother, you know, you've been redeemed. Yeah, I know, from the curse of the law. Right? Yeah, I know, I know, Pastor. And Deuteronomy 28, yeah, it includes all sickness and all disease. And they just start finishing every scripture. They know, they know, they're mentally agreeing with, but you can see they're like this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know you can have what you say. No, brother, you don't know. Because when you know, you'll be excited about that. You'll be like, wow. Right? That's, that's how, that's the litmus test. If you're sitting here tonight going, yeah, yeah, I know these things. You know, pastor, can you please, can you please can you tell me something different? You know how many people have not, that don't go to this church anymore because, you know, I learned everything that Pastor Tony knows, and, and so now I'm just going to go somewhere else because I just know everything. And he says the same thing all the time. Right? And their life is a disaster. Why is it? Because we're the only church in the world? No. It's not that at all. It's, it's we're not... We're not getting revelation knowledge of the Word. The Word will anchor you in the will of God. If you're not anchored in the will of God, you're like a boat on the water, man. You're going to be tossed all over the place. And the next late great preacher or exciting thing, I mean, we've seen it. You run over here, and it's super exciting. We've seen people come to our church. Oh, pastor, you're Jesus in the flesh. Incarnate, man, you're awesome. Six months later, I'm the Antichrist. What is that for? They're not getting revelation knowledge of the word. right? So they're looking, they're looking for a feeling. They're looking to, for a man. Nightmare, right? So this, is, this can we say these things in church? This is real. And we're all the body of Christ. Whether somebody likes you or they don't, you should want them to be all that God has for them to be because they're your brother and sister. You're one with them. Listen, if every believer in this city doesn't do what they're called to do, we're not going to do our job in our generation. See, when you hear God's word and say, I know that, you're only mentally agreeing with God's word. It's not living in you. When God's word is real to you and it's living in you, I'm telling you, you're going to be excited about it. You'll never be able to get enough of it. I mean, every, I, I just, my whole world is trying to figure out ways that I could spend more time here. Mm-hmm. Come on. Because it's life. Every page is life. That's right. You'll always want more. Revelation knowledge of God's word excites you. People that are not excited about their life in Christ, their ministry. How many of us, see, do you realize all of us are called into full-time ministry? Yes. All of, every one of us. Do you know when you stand before Jesus, He's not going to go, hey, you know, okay, tell me about your business. Come on. Tell me about your career, you know, and, and all this stuff. It. Right? No, no, it's not going to be about that. So, in other words, believers, believers, and I'm talking about people who know the significance of their word, they're joyful. They are peaceful. They're victorious. Not in theory, but they're experiencing it. So now turn over to the book of James. Turn over to the book of James. Go to chapter 1. We're going to look at verse 18 and 19. Now James is a letter, and I love it, the whole letter flows about the same, pretty much the same subject. Especially the first three chapters, it's talking a lot about your words and it comes in and out of here. So don't get caught up when you read James chapter one and then it stops and it goes to James chapter two. Listen, the chapter and verses were just added so we could study. But they, this was a letter. So this was flowing, right? So James chapter one and verse 18, look at what it says. It says, of his own will... Begot he us with the word of truth. How were you born again? By the incorruptible word of God. God's word is what caused you to have a new life. Right? And then it says that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Verse 19. So because of that, wherefore, because of that, my beloved brethren... Let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak and slow to wrath or slow to get angry. If you live out of your flesh, guess what you will be like? You will be quick to speak, slow to hear, and you're always about this far away from being totally ticked off. If you live out of your flesh. Because it only produces death. But, it, but your spirit, you were born again of the incorruptible word of God. And because of that now, how do we know if we're living out of our spirit? Because we'll be quick to hear, but we will be slow to speak. Why? Because we'll, we won't be looking at all the circumstances to speak. We're going to be looking down on the inside of us to speak. And we're going to be get slow to get. You can't, you can't get me angry right? You're going to be slow to anger. You're going to be able to hold yourself. So now, jump down to verse 22. Because he's laying a foundation of a very important subject and it's all about being a doer of the word. It says here in verse 22 but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. This This is a Greek word, this Greek word hearer It's a masculine noun, and it it gives us a picture of someone who's listening without practicing what he hears. The Bible says Satan doesn't even have to deceive you, you're self-deceived. You'll think you're in faith when you're not, you'll think you're walking in love when you're not, you'll think you're right when you're not, you'll think everybody else is offended but you. There's people that go from church to church. I go over here, man. You know what? That church stinks. Then I go over here. Oh, that church stinks. And and while they're doing that, they're doing this too. Oh, I, I worked over here, but my boss. I left that place. Then I went over here, and oh yeah, you know, I didn't like this and that. And my boss here. And and and, and you know, and, and Omaha, it just stinks. Come on. I've got I've got to move to Des Moines, or I've got to or bite if I could only get to California. And then you go out there, whoa, oh man, these people are idiots. So then, you know, maybe in the East Coast. And I go all over, and, and the problem is, the common denominator in all of it is you. But you don't see it because you're listening to God's word, but you, you're not going to live it. And you're self-deceived. It, Every problem in my life is because of my wife. Every problem in my wife is, or in my life is because of my husband. You know, if my kids were just this. Oh, if I could just make a little more money. Yeah. Satan just got you running all over the place, right? Yeah. So doer, the doer of the word confesses the word and lives it. Lives it. Speaking the word sometimes... And speaking circumstances other times does not work at all. That's no faith. So look at verse 23. For if any be a hearer, same thing, one who is listening without practicing of the word and not a doer. He's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. That word glass in the Greek is mirror. He beholds himself and then he goes his way and straightway or at once forgets what manner of man that he was. In other words, if you govern your life by your senses, the only thing that could ever manifest is unbelief. It's the only thing. If you only listen to the word, you're like a man looking into a natural mirror, and then you're leaving. But verse 25, but whoever looks... This, this word looks means you look and you keep on looking into the perfect law of liberty, that's the word of God, and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, he'll be blessed in his deed. Interesting. Verse 26. If any man among you, jump down to verse 26 now, check this out, same thought, same thought, talking about being a doer. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, if you don't bridle or control your tongue, you will deceive your own heart. This man's religion is in vain, or this man's religion is useless. And every charismatic Christian went, well, that's okay, because I'm not religious, Oh, no, 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 no. Let's look at what this word means, right? See, this verse right here, verse 26, if you're taking notes, or I'd write this right in your Bible, this verse explains the primary action of being a doer of the word. It explains the primary action. What is that? If you don't control your mouth, your religion is in vain. The number one action of operating in faith is being a doer of the word. Or I'm sorry, the number one action of being in faith, the number one action of being a doer of the word, the number one action is speaking the word. It's saying you've got to control your speech. People don't associate saying with doing, but it has everything. You're not going to do anything that you're not saying. When God says something, he's always doing something. Then it goes into verse 27. It says, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. So let's look at this word religion, because, you know, I've even said this many times, call me anything, don't call me religious. Well, what I mean by that is there's two different types of religion. The word religious is the, is the Greek word thracekia. So this word religion is the Greek word thraschia. It means the true worship of God. Isn't that interesting? Religion, the true worship. Worship of God. Now, there's a religion that's according to the tradition of man, and that is not good. What is it? It's the external worship of God because something or someone else is telling you that you need to do this stand up, sit down, go here, go there. You know, you got to go to church here, you got to do this. And I'm not doing it, I'm not worshiping God. Because I love him and I'm in relationship, I'm worshiping him because I'm fulfilling what some denomination or somebody is telling me to fulfill. That's according to the tradition of men. External worship of God because of another another person from without, the lifestyle practice, they're they're, they're telling you to practice what, what God's demanding of you somebody else. So in other words, I come to church, they might as well have a time clock there. You know, I, I, I read my Bible because of it's a religious act. But you know, nobody reads their Bible because of a religious act. Satan hates you to read your Bible, so you'll read everything else but the Bible. Because he doesn't want you in the Word, right? Pure religion is this, is the external, reverential, devoted worship of God that arises from an internal intimate relationship with Him. The other one, I'm just doing it because hey, this is the way I, this is what we do. Ritual, right? So now... We go to James. So we're seeing. Now remember, he's talking about being a doer of the word. He's talking about bridling your tongue. Now we go to James chapter 3. He's still going through the same thing. Look at what he says in verse 1 and 2. He says, My brethren, be not many masters or many teachers, knowing that we shall all receive the greater condemnation. Awesome. That's definitely not one of my favorite scriptures, right? As a teacher. No, you know, I say bring it because... I'm telling you, for me to miss it in, a pul- in the pulpit, I'd have to want to miss it because there's such an anointing and a flow. It's wonderful, right? It says here, but look at this. Now, this is what you got to get because we're going to talk about the primary action of faith. For in many things we offend all. If any man not offend in word, the same is a perfect man. This word in the Greek means a complete man, a full-grown man. It doesn't mean flawless. It means, you're, it means you're, you've been brought to maturity. What does that mean? You speak the truth in love, and you adjust and repair. So if you get off here, your spirit going, what are you doing? And you have the strength to come back. If any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. So, the whole body. So, this is not talking about just half of your body, this is talking about your whole body. That's your organs. Your brain, your nerves, your metabolism, your cells. Time out, pastor. No, doesn't it say? You're able to bridle. This word bridle in the Greek means to lead. It means to direct. What? You mean to tell me I could direct my kidney to work properly? Yeah. You you mean to tell me I could direct my arteries to be clear and my heart to work properly? So the question you got to ask yourself is do you believe what the word of God says? And will you act on it? It means to govern. Here's a big one, to hold In check. You mean to tell me I could tell my body to work right? Yeah, but not my vision. Because, you know, hey, I lost this in in an accident, so it's not what this says. It says if you can bridle, what is it talking about? It's talking about being a doer of the word. It's talking about the significance of your words. I'm here to tell you tonight, you mean to tell me that I can, so I can literally, see, we got to get this one because you don't have time to be telling anybody else what they need to do. We need to be telling ourselves, body, you're going to operate properly. Knee, I command, cartilage, I command you to grow. Oh, that's ridiculous. Okay. I'm I'm just going to say, maybe God knows something that we don't know. You know, he kind of made the body. And how did he make it? He breathed. In, in, In Genesis, he breathed. Do you realize if you study the ancient Hebrew dialect, he spoke? Yeah. You guys are, if you could see your faces right now. now I know you're tired and everything, but you know, it's just funny. But it's, it's, it's hilarious. But I'm telling you, this might be something to meditate on. This is so important, guys. You can control your whole body you can control your whole life if you bridle your tongue if you govern your tongue and lead it and you say no 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 Uh, now how do you get your tongue to speak get the word in abundance in your heart for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth will just speak this is a flow so here is the game Satan's going to try to keep you from the word. He's going to try to keep you from speaking the word. When you start speaking things, like let's say you have an addiction and you start walking around telling yourself you're free. Your mind will go, that's ridiculous. When you're walking around telling your back that it's, that, that it's healed, your mind's going to go, have you not noticed that you took 19 ibuprofen today yeah and every time i took one i said father i thank you that i'm healed i'm telling you this is the word of god is true do you need strength what what do you need here's the thing if it was if you're like me when i came into this stuff i needed everything so you gotta just, what you do is you just relax and go, wait a minute, the Lord's my shepherd. He's gonna lead me in behind still water. How's he gonna do it? With the Spirit of God, right? He's gonna anoint me. My cup's gonna run over. He's gonna see me through. His word is gonna be a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So he's the one that's gonna do it. Don't put the pressure of changing anything in your life on you. Put it all on him. Because that is the life of a Christian. The walk of faith is the walk of rest. Man, you just walk, I'm full of joy. Because I'm not trying to get anything. I already have everything. Guys, the word is true. God loves you. And he will take you by the hand. And he'll say, come on. I have prepared a table for you. And it it has nothing to do. Knees healed. Joints healed. Nerves healed. Brain healed. Eyes and ears. Man, if you have trouble with your hearing, just start thanking God that your, your ears hear perfectly. Father, I thank you that my ears are healed. Right? But start watching your speech. How do I do that? This is how I do it. I don't start trying to watch what I'm saying. I don't get up tomorrow and go, okay, I just got to, I got to say the right thing. Because by 830 in the morning, you'll kick the cat, you'll, you'll yell at your husband or whatever, and then you'll be like, ah, it's over, right? No, forget all that. Just make this first priority in your life. That's all you got to do. And the more you feed, the more you'll hunger, the more you'll fall in love, the more you'll see that God loves you pretty soon. Your, your speech will just start changing. It'll start changing, and then you'll see it because that joy level, that peace level will be there, and things will start happening in your life. And all of a sudden, you're going to be believing God for a, sock, a pair of socks, and it's just going to come out of nowhere, and you're going to be all excited. Wow, I declared that, and it came to pass. Right? And that's where it starts. Well, I hope you got something out of this tonight. I hope this helps you. This is how you walk it out. Amen.